Hello and welcome to another episode of Lilith Talks About Death, where we look into the descent into grief into famous works of writings and how the death morphs the lives of the characters involved. Today we are talking about The Beggar's Opera by John Gay, written in 1728, almost 300 years ago. So The Beggar's Opera is a satirical ballad opera, meaning that it is a joke. <laughs> And the character names, right off the bat, reflect this. A lot of the characters' last names were slang for whore and slut and thief. They're really on the nose with a lot of the humor in this play. They really don't try to hide the satirical elements at all. And I think that's the charm of it, quite frankly. It's a lot of things that you wouldn't really expect from the noble 1700s. The story starts with thieves. It's a thieving family, and they make money off of trading in thieves for money. So the Peachums, that's their job. They sell out thieves and criminals, and they get paid. One of those people that they use for money is the man McHeath, whom the Peachum's daughter Polly falls in love with and marries. And their parents think that it's a stupid idea. Polly's parents are absolutely livid because now they can't make money off of him anymore. And the best thing that they think that Polly can do is wait for McKeith to die and then take his money. The word that I think they were looking for back then is the word sugar daddy, but I don't think that was invented quite yet. Anyways, so they all conspire to kill McKeith and take his money and along comes Lucy after McKeith is captured, who is also apparently married to McKeith, too. And when McKeith is in prison, he sees these four pregnant ladies who are all in love with McKeith, too. He must have been quite the catch. So when he sees those four pregnant ladies, McKeith is like, oh, kill me now. And honestly, I understand. <laughs> Not really. So he's ready, completely ready to die. He's a horrible person. And Lucy and Polly were going to split that money they would have gotten from McKeith by killing him. But there's an interesting thing that happens at the end. This is not only a satirical ballad opera, it is a comedy. And the player and the beggar, two characters in this opera, decide that since it is a comedy, it is not quite right that McKeith should die at the end. Because that's not the form of a comedy. He should live, and he should have a happy ending, as should the rest of the characters, with no other explanation other than, be happy. That's it. So, they bring McKeith back to life. They were like, whoops, let's pull a little switcheroo on them. And they bring McKeith back, and he marries Polly. I think he stays with Polly, and all these other women are just, boom, happy instantly, because it's a comedy. Why would they not be happy? So, yeah, that ends the play. It's a little bit of an odd ending, not quite what you'd expect. And by today's standards, it's a little bit of a letdown. At least for me, anyways, it was a letdown because I was hoping to see McKeith die. And I'm not the only, I'm not a horrible person to say this because I'm probably not the only one that thinks this. Anyways, so that's the play. Let's dive right into grief and death, the not so funny parts of this comedy. So at the beginning, the first talk of death, and the whole, the whole play is centered around the death of McKeith and how they're going to go about this. Nobody else's death is really talked about. So the first time the death is talked about in the Beggar's Opera is Polly's parents, employers, kind of, of McKeith. 
that use him for money. They think that Polly marrying McKeith was an absolutely idiotic idea because now they can't make money off of him because he's part of the family. So Polly protests because she says that love is so strong and I don't even care about money. I just want to ride off into the sunset of my hair in the wind. Yeah, nobody else agrees with this sentiment. And that might be what makes it a satire because a lot of writings written around then, love is that kind of defying all sort of thing. But it's not here. It's the thieving, it's the lying, it's the manipulating, it's the money. That's the most important thing. And from a cynical point of view, I absolutely totally agree with that. So they want him dead right off the bat. And the whole play is about killing this dude, which is kind of similar to Macbeth. Oh my gosh, not Macbeth. Hamlet. It's kind of similar. You know what? It's similar to both of them because both of those revolve around killing off everybody. It's just everybody dies in Macbeth and Hamlet. They all die in the end, but they all revolve around killing, which is kind of interesting to think about because those are both Macbeth and Hamlet are both tragedies. And this one is a satire comedy, but yet they both have the same theme of wanting somebody dead and ignoring all the risks to kill them. So that's kind of interesting. And he does die at the end of the beggar's opera, but then not really. It's like the Schrodinger's cat of plays. The player and the beggar decide at the last moment that they want him alive. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I would kind of classify that as denial because why can't they accept killing him? He's a bad person. He lied to all of these ladies. He made Polly think that she was crazy. He tried to convince Lucy that she was crazy. He kind of deserves a not so good ending, but he's given a good ending. And it's interesting. I think this is the comedy's approach to death as opposed to the tragedies pose, how they pose death. Because in a tragedy, they get the sad ending, even the good characters, even the ones that you think don't deserve it. They encounter death at the end. But in the beggar's opera, they don't let that happen. They don't let McKeith die and they keep him alive. And none of them really deal with the grief or the joys of death and killing of McKeith. They don't get to see that at all. You know who else avoids death and doesn't want to let things go? The narrator of the Raven. <laughs> because that death lingers throughout the entire poem. He does not let Lenore or the Raven go. And they don't let McKeith go in the Beggar's Opera. So it's interesting. I think this is what really sets this apart as a satire and a comedy. Is how they won't let things go. They won't let people die. And it's that willfulness that's kind of a bummer by today's standards, but it's probably hilarious back then. If I had nothing else to do but sew quilts all day and be a homemaker, I would enjoy the heck out of this play. But anyways, that's just me. 300 years ago was probably not the most exciting of times, so this was probably just astounding. A lot of people seem to like it back then, too. So this was 
The Beggar's Opera by John Gay. Thanks for listening.